Happy Monday, friends and family. Today is the second episode of the Living on Mission podcast. Thanks for joining. I'm your host, Braden Ward, and today we have special guest, Zach Liberto. Zach Liberto. Braden Ward. What is up, bro? Yeah. Thanks for joining, sir. Uh, Zach is from New Orleans. I think that's how they say it. New Orleans. Okay. New or- it's New Orleans. And uh, I already got something something to say, bro. You are so lucky that the way we're recording this, I can't hear that intro music that you played on the last episode because you would have a whole freestyle going on in here before the podcast even started. You know, I'll have to bring you on again so that you can solely freestyle for us and then we can hear your amazing rap i heard that you used to be actually before christ bc uh used to be a rapper yeah but then you know the podcast would blow up you'd be overwhelmed you know you go viral we want to take baby steps and just make sure we're a good steward of what god gave us first right yeah yeah amen amen um well zach here he actually served with me in kenya for six weeks uh so he was there the the latter half of the time he was basically my secretary and currently still is my (laughs) secretary um and so you know it's it's a kind of a privilege for him to be on here so for those listening in zach is actually a d1 uh baseball player he was and uh now he's he's very old but he used to be a d1 baseball player so <laughs> he, was, he should probably be in the mlb right now but he decided to be on this podcast instead yeah yeah thanks Braden. i appreciate that great introduction that you just gave me but yeah i served with Braden in kenya and um since he wants to tell funny stories i guess we'll start out with a funny story Braden, uh, being an intern in Kenya last summer, being there for 12 weeks, naturally, um, let me just clarify this. He's never had the best haircut that I've ever seen, um, regardless of it's, whether it's in Kenya or in America. His haircut has never been one that I would consider to be a good haircut, but his hair was getting kind of long, and we had another uh, person on the trip with us named Taylor Ann, and she decided to cut his hair, and she asked me if I could just blend in the back of his head, like, you know, the back of his head kind of where a fade would go and uh, I wasn't in the room she did everything else and I went in there and I thought the guard was still on there they were ready for me and I just went to cutting on the back of Braden's head and there was no guard she meant on the back of his neck but I thought she meant on the back of his head so Braden wound up with a couple of chunks missing out of his head for the rest of his couple of weeks in Africa but yeah um, that was probably the best haircut I've ever seen Braden have to tell you the truth yeah honestly that may have been one of the best um, I I I can't really if you know any barbers please send me a link uh i'm willing to go to extreme cases to find a good haircut uh i've just not had great luck um with that um but you know zach thanks for sharing that story i'd love to start out by you know you saying some favorite things about me just like your five favorite things about me maybe my (laughs) my looks my personality you know all right, I'll start. So the, my first favorite thing about you is Jesus living in you, first and foremost. Okay, I was, I was kidding, but, you know, that's great. Well, no, Thank wait, you. I got a couple of good ones. So the second thing would be um, your family. Um, the third thing about you would be that you work for Love Africa. You know, these are all really personal things about yourself. I could yeah. go on and on, but, hey, we only, have, we only have a certain amount of time, bro. I think I should share a story about you, actually, um, because last week uh, I was in Myrtle Beach. I was supposed to fly to New Orleans. And I uh, booked a flight to New Orleans. And then Zach told me, hey, we should go to Phoenix instead. We have two friends' birthday. Shout out to Alex and Sydney. And we were going to fly there. So he tells me, okay, book your flight to Phoenix. I booked my flight to Phoenix. And then he tells me two days before, he pulled, he pulled the God card on me and said, I feel like the Lord's really leading me to stay in New Orleans. 
And uh, yeah, that's the story I have of Zach. Uh, you know, he's a you very loyal friend. I you, really appreciate. You done it. yet? Shout out for Elise for killing it at the district. Just wanna, just wanna say that. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So what's going on, bro? What are we talking about? Yeah. So let's reel it in here. So Zach is generally one of the guys, um, you know, jokes aside, that really knows scripture. Um, and uh, he's on here not just to recite the whole Bible to us, but really, I wanted to get your take on, you know, Zach. Why is memorization of scripture so important? Yeah, man. So I'll just kind of start off with where that came from in my life and then Mm -hmm. kind of transition into your question. Um, Before, you know, before I really kind of started memorizing scripture, God had given me a heart for his word and his sovereignty in his word and just to study his word. So that was kind of already, you know, planted in my life since salvation. Um, Mm -hmm. Since then, you know, I started praying and fasting over different things and was really seeing him move in my life. In, um, in prayer and fasting, you know, responding with confirmation to certain things. And one of the things I was praying about was um, spiritual gifting. You know, what is the spiritual gift that you've given me? How can I use that to promote your will in my life, your, your will in your kingdom, you know, to promote your, to your kingdom? Um, mm-hmm. So through a bunch of crazy circumstance and in an incredibly sovereign, God-like way, he revealed to me that my spiritual gift was intercessory prayer. So you know, I began and I had already actually, you know, praised God that he is sovereign, had been operating in that spiritual gift before, but um, before him revealing it to me. But, you know, a couple months go by and I just kind of felt a little stuck in um, in some of my prayers and in my prayer life. You know, I was just kind of praying the same thing every now and then and we just kind of fall into a routine. I think we all kind of fall into that routine. And um, the next the next time I was fasting, I was actually praying and fasting over growing in that spiritual gift. You know, I, I didn't feel like I was hitting my full potential in that spiritual gift of prayer. And um, in another incredibly sovereign, godlike way, I was at church one Sunday and they did the altar call. I'm on the prayer team at our church. And, you know, I kind of wasn't going to go. Actually didn't even go up there at first. But then our uh, pastor over prayer came to me and was like, hey, why don't you go up there? And I went up there. We hadn't been getting too many people post-COVID that would come up for altar call. But this lady came up in a wheelchair, an electric wheelchair. And, um, she came up to me for prayer and she was asking for prayer for healing for her legs and for her husband who had just passed away from COVID. This is last year. So, you know, I prayed over, over her and she was very grateful and I got her number and I just felt in my spirit that this was somebody that I was going to keep in touch with. This is a relationship that the Lord has brought into my life for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. And I actually even set an alarm on my phone. You know, this was on Sunday. I said, you know, on Wednesday, I'm going to call her and just see how everything's going with, with the prayer, with what we're praying for. Um, She didn't even, her name is Miss Carolyn, by the way, she didn't even let it get to Wednesday for me to have the opportunity to call her. She called me and, um, one of the first things she told me, she was very bold. Um, she said, hey, look, I received everything that you prayed over me the other day. I loved it, but I just wanted to encourage you to memorize scripture and pray scripture over people because that is the way people are going to be healed. That's the way people are going to be delivered. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So from salvation to healing to spiritual warfare, the, wor- the word of God is alive and active and is sharper than any two-edged sword. So having that encounter and him responding to my prayer and that, um, in that way, really encouraged me to start memorizing scripture and praying it over people. And in addition to that, you know, I had a beautiful relationship with this lady. Um, she just passed away due to what I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure is COVID uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, just a beautiful relationship with her, getting to help her and her getting to help me and just a beautiful work of God in my life. 
so that's when you would say that memorization really started. And, you know, that's a really awesome story that you shared there. How would you say that's affected your life now in terms of like you memorizing so much scripture? How has it played a part in your faith and in your walk with Christ? So drastically, Braden, I can't even cover all the areas. But, you know, in my prayer life, my prayer life has just changed completely. Um, like I said, in addition to the living active, I mean, Anytime that we're doing anything, obviously, praise God that he is sovereign and he works through us. But anytime that we're doing anything, um, you know, there's a human element to it. We are human. Um, we do sin. We have flesh apart from his perfect spirit indwelling us. You know, we're, we're a human element. And anytime that you can uh, cut out or strain out that human element and just speak the living, active, perfect, proven, true, never fading away word of God, you know, that's going to change your life as far as sanctification as far as your prayer life. And it's also um, one of one of our biggest tools in spiritual warfare against the enemy. So those are just some of the of the ways that I've noticed. But also, you know, whether it's spiritual warfare or whether it's things or sin in my own life or, you know, anxiety, anything like that. Um, whenever you're memorizing the, those scriptures, the scriptures that pertain to those things, you're inadvertently, you know, renewing your mind to go to those things, you know, mm -hmm. you, you feel a little anxiety. If you've been memorizing, cast all your anxiety onto him because he cares for you, you know, your mind is going to go to those things a lot quicker than if you have to pull out your Bible and read it. And the biggest way, um, the last way is edification, just getting to speak that word, that living active word into other people's lives, um, getting to help them in their relationship with Jesus is just another thing that he's been doing in me lately. Yeah. Yeah, Zach, but when does it become just too much? I mean, you know, you think about, you know, you read the Bible and, you know, the Pharisees knew a ton of scripture and they, you know, rhymed off scripture all the time. And, you know, th there's this turnoff sometimes when people just spit verses all the time and you feel like you don't know enough. You know, when does it become too much or, you know, with scripture? Right. This is kind of a hot take for me um, as far as being a believer goes. Obviously, you know, you want to discern and. um I guess I'll back up. I don't think that, you know, it's up to us to just have the perfect scripture to say to somebody. I feel like, you know, when we meditate on that scripture and we study that scripture and we memorize it, you're giving the Holy Spirit something to work with. Not that he needs our help, not that he needs, you know, us to know certain scripture to bring it to our memory. But, you know, if I had just been studying a word or studying a verse to speak into your life or to speak into someone's life and I encounter someone else, who has the same problem, you know, having that verse on the top of your mind is a good thing. But yeah, I agree with you. I think there's a level of discernment that goes with it. But also, if you're somebody who is, you know, a maturing believer in Christ, I don't feel like there should ever be a time where you are turned off by hearing the word, if that makes sense. But yeah. from a from a non-believer standpoint, absolutely. You know, that's one of the biggest things is, is non-believers will say, you know, people are, you know, I've heard people refer to it as Bible bashing or, you know, Bible thumping, I guess people say, just constantly quoting scripture. And I think it's more of a heart posture, you know, is, is your heart and are the intentions of your heart to edify in that relationship or in that person's relationship with Jesus? Or is it kind of a, Hey, I know more than you. This is something that you should know. Pharisaical kind of view. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, I'm amazed, actually amazed isn't a great word. I'm convicted oftentimes because I was just thinking about it by the lyrics and song quotes, I know, like if you started playing Justin Bieber, I could sing right along. Um, but the lack of scripture that I have really under my belt. And I think a lot of times, you know, it's not a quick benefit 
scripture memorization is a consistent discipline that eventually creates wisdom. And I think, you know, here we are so focused on temporary pleasures, you know, in the instant. And it's simply not entertaining for us sometimes to memorize scripture and we don't see a true benefit. And wisdom comes from scripture, yet wisdom does not come in an instant. So we neglect the importance of scripture, which reflects in the lack of wisdom that we often have. Um, but I, I, I even I even want to take it a step farther. Like, you know, Zach, scripture memorization, like that's great. Okay, I see the need for it. But how do we even know scripture is true? Yeah, this is another hot take for me. Um, because my instant reaction, obviously, you know, I'm a born again believer in Christ, as are yourself, or as are you. And I know that um, we both hold the word as, you know, the standard, right? You know, it's the inerrant living active word of God, like I've said so many times. So my first reaction is to go to the word, is to say, you know, scripture tells us the word is alive and active, that all scripture is God breathed, you know, that heaven and earth will pass away, but the word stands forever. And other verses that come to mind about how the prophecy of scriptures never come through the will of man, but through the will of God. So I think from a scriptural standpoint, there's a lot there that supports, you know, that scripture is true. Also, I think from a believer standpoint, that is something that is a part of sanctification. You know, Jesus talks about how the Holy Spirit will bear witness, not only with our spirit, but will bear witness of the things that Jesus spoke and bring to remembrance those things. So I think it's the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit in a believer to, you know, bear witness and to really affirm the truth of God's word. But apart from that, apart from, um, from a believing standpoint, you know, I don't want to get into uh, theology or, you know, Calvinism versus Arminianism and all that stuff. But from a non-believer standpoint, um, I really think it just comes down to if you take a common sense look at Scripture, you can say, OK, the Bible has 40 or something odd human authors. Mm -hmm. Over 2,500 years of time was it written. There was a span of 2,500 years and it was written across several different continents and everything mm -hmm. aligns perfectly the narrative flows perfectly there's prophecy in it that was fulfilled thousands of years later that was prophesied thousands of years before so i think just from a common sense standpoint and also i mean there's historical evidence to prove a lot of things in scripture i'm not saying everything and i'm not saying that you can't prove it with historical evidence but there's there history backs up you know the testimony of scripture yeah yeah you know and obviously that question you know you could dive into this question for hours and hours and years and I, I love how we serve a God that is both perfect in logic and in emotion. And there's logic to scripture and why it's true. And there's emotion to it as well. Um, and I just think about, you know, you and I, our lives and grace in itself. We, we can see scripture's truth in in our grace, in our in our lives as well. You know, uh, just right, right there. Uh, and there's also uh, there's truth in never knowing everything. And that's why we continually seek him. Thank you, Zach, for, you know, explaining that, for diving into the importance of Scripture. I do want to let our audience know that Zach is going to be an intern this summer for 12 weeks in Kenya. There's 10 interns with Love Africa, and Zach is going to go back to Kajabi, where I was this last summer in Kenya. So if you could be praying for him, pray for the other interns as well, Taylor Ann, Erica Dash, and Alex Franklin as well. Um, and those interns are going to be so great in Kajabi. Um, I, I do want to close um, by playing a song from from Katie Nicole. Katie Nicole uh, is a a new songwriter. She actually just re wrote a song called "In Jesus Name." Um, she's a Liberty student, I believe, and she just 
was diagnosed with scoliosis, um, but she was healed. And the song talks about coming to the Lord and whatever you're, you're going through. And I know it's a Monday morning. Um, and, you know, a lot of times we can get so wrapped up in, in the busyness. And I love a lyric in the song. It says, I speak the name because it's all I can do. And so wherever you're at right now, whether it's on the way to work or you're, you know, you're going to school or you're just really stressed about this week, um, you know, acknowledge also that we're at war uh, with whatever it is, whether it's health issues, whether it's, you know, even this recent awful news of Russia attacking um, Ukraine, um, whatever it is, acknowledge that we are at war and come to him. So I want to end this in this time by playing this song. I can only play 30 seconds to copyright. Thanks for joining. See you next time. I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I speak the name because it's all that I can do. In desperation, I seek heaven and pray.